Ready? Yeah, I'm okay. ready. Ready. Let's do it. Let's do it. Your brother face with hard luck. Face with hard luck. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into the greatest show on earth. It's Hard Luck Show coming at you from Ramos Gallery in Westwood Village, California. That's right. Sitting across from me, my partner, my co-host, is Chumahan Bowen, American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian, bringing you the Taj motherfucking hall once again. It's one of the greatest musicians of all time, Taj Mahal. Greatest blues man that yeah, ever lived. For sure. And on sound, <laughs> old blue eyes. There That's right. Oh, shit. Yeah. Sean Certified audio professional. It's good. all them rumors. What a hard luck show. <laughs> all them room You like the song? It's a good song. I feel like this is like it's your... It's a funny song. It's like kind of like a, a Weird Al Yankovic type song. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Old school, like, man. Yeah. It's a good song. You ever dance to this song? Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Alright, who else we got? Who else we got? And are we've got... We've got our showrunner extraordinaire, Mr. Schwartz in the building. Come on, Schwartz. Come on, Schwartz. Wake up, son. You need What's up, fellas? What's up, fellas? I'll do, I'll do his part. What's yeah. up, fellas? Look, you can do it. That's my shit right there. Is that your shit? That's Come on. song right there. All right. down inside. We got our cinematographer handling all of our visuals today. Alibaba and the 40 Thieves. I don't have that queued up. It's all right. I don't have that queued up. Ali Baba and the 40 Thieves. I don't have that Baba and the 40 Thieves. Ali Baba and the 40 Thieves. Ali Baba and the 40 Thieves. Yeah. What? Did he say something? Who else we got? Who else we got? All right. Who else we got? We have a reoccurring guest coming to visit us. And childhood friend, West Side original, one of the most talented artists in the world, man. He's back to see us. Mr. Marcel Blanco, a.k.a. What's up, brother? How you doing, my man? Good day. You guys, we have Julio. We have Julio with us, and we have Casper with us sitting in for the show as well. Yeah. Cool party over here, right? Marcel, my boy. Yeah, yeah. Old school, man. It's a West L.A. get-together right now, dude. Yeah. Damn. What's up, Juman? What do you think? 
What do I think? You got him in here. You got you got Marcel and Cash. Were you even talking about this having is, him in here? Listen, this yeah, is the holy. Listen, let's just stop it Cut right now. Shit. Let's get down to fucking. Cut this shit. We have the holy trinity of art right here. Man, we've got Casper Brindle, we've got Cell Dog, yes. and we've got Ramos. Yes. Right. The only uh, artist that does 140, 150 uh, at Laguna Seca, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. He said, yep. yeah, he's not in. Why is he not mic'd? Yep. He doesn't even have a microphone. We, All right. we don't have a, another mic. Share for right now. I got we can it. share one. All right. Yeah, good. definitely. So. Steve, how do you know Cell Dog Cell? We talked to you way back yeah, when, man. right? We talked about how you took over the high school and yeah, all that bullshit. That's, dude, yeah. how good was that? That was a fantastic. That's one of the better, one of the greatest, one of the greatest shows ever. That yeah. show in yeah. particular that was, fun, was man. great, that was man. Yeah, yeah, but I know Steve from uh, Chevy Hills. When I yep. got kicked out of uni, mm. they sent me over there, and we ran into each other. And I was asking Steve, why are some, since. why are so many of his friends artists? I don't know. It seems like a lot, right? Yeah, we all flock together. Yeah, you know? man. <laughs> so what are you uh, what are you working on right now, Sal? So we'll just get this out of the way in yes. the front part yeah. of the show. Yeah. What are you working on now, and, and where can people go find it? You can uh, find my stuff on Instagram. Right, where at? Cell underscore dog. Yeah. That's S-E-L underscore D-O-G. Um, my website's punkrockzen.com. Punkrockzen. Punkrockzen.com. Doesn't that explain? Yes, it does. <laughs> right. He thought, yeah, that was uh, long in the making. Right. No, that's, we covered it on that. Yeah, we did cover that. Yeah, how, yeah. Is, how is the Zen Holy practice man. coming these days? It's good, man. I've been focusing on my meditation more, getting at least mm. working on getting at least 10 minutes in a day. Yeah. On part of my morning ritual, getting up, brush my teeth. Right. Have a little water with some apple cider vinegar, maybe right. some lemon. Right. And then oh, I uh, where this guy's just, at. Uh, so Southern California. Dude, I love just, this. Uh, right. Lemon. Sit down for at least tr- ten minutes and just try to clear my head. Fucking Sometimes right. I just do it with a little Brian Eno. Sometimes just quiet. Just mm-hmm. maybe I'll put on a guided meditation, but trying to get into that headspace more and just clear things out. Why do humans need to meditate? the fuck i mean i think for i don't know everybody got their own reasons for me it seems to just clear my head for the day and help me focus throughout the day right but i'm throwing this out here to everybody you know uh, i'm not against meditation or anything like that right i'm not saying that (laughs) but the issue that i always think about is like why do humans you know monkeys don't need to lions don't need to bears don't need to but humans it's weird like why do humans have to sit the fuck down (laughs) And calm the fuck down and get focused. There's too much why. bullshit in the way. <laughs> yeah, why? Yeah. Why? Because we're doing a lot more shit than they are. We're doing other shit. We're deeper thinking creatures. With this intelligence came, we have to sleep proper hours consistently. We need to, there's a lot more we need to do as humans. But more than that, Jumahan. Yes. Much, much more than that, Please, Jumahan. please. What I wanted to say was, uh, no, I don't know. Okay, thank you. Yeah, that was here. very piercing. That got, me, that got me right in the solar plexus. Sean, your wife is a, a yoga, a yoga baba or whatever she is. Uh, why do we need? And you, dude, Sean wait, did. Wait, wait, let me just say before we go to Sean, let me just say this on the serious tip. Uh, tip. Uh, the reason I I meditate and the way that meditation <laughs> helps me the best, on the real, yeah. is it seems to be that it's the only form so far of a way to self-examine myself that I've ever really gotten like i meditate and it's the one thing that takes me out of myself and i'm able to examine 
what I'm doing and I can see myself in a way at moments when I'm there that I'm not able to see myself in normal day to day. So, and I'm clear that's the number one gift that meditation offers me. Right. A way to examine myself, man. Hmm. My habits and my thought and what I'm doing um, is through meditation. You know, I discovered that through meditation and, and I'm not meditating like that. You do, but anyways, okay, I apologize. Oh, just now, gonna, no, your no. wife is a uh, Syria Natanachi. Yeah, yeah, she's a Swami or whatever, yeah. right? She, and so why, and dude, this dude did, what did you do for a week? Yeah. Uh, Vipassana. Vipassana no talk. Ten oh, day. crazy, yeah, yeah. I haven't done one of those, man. That's I, great. I heard that's pretty intense. Yeah. Dude, he it's told me so intense. many great stories. <laughs> He said that there was a Mormon dude that was in the shack up next to him who like snapped after like three days. Yeah, yeah people bro. lose their shit, man. Yeah. yeah. He's, he was like, you're not supposed to talk. And we're <laughs> separated by a, a fucking, I don't know, like a piece of canvas or whatever. Yeah. And uh, he's like, hey, Sean. <laughs> hey, I know we're not supposed to talk, man, but I just want to let you know I'm out of here, man. I, this, you know, I thought this was something that I could get into, but it's just definitely not. Yeah. And I, did, I was like, okay, do I respond? I'm supposed to be silent. So yeah. I just didn't say anything. I was like, I felt like I was saying fuck you to him, but, you know, I don't know. Anyway. That was great. So, so Sean, so, so going through all that, why do humans need to meditate? I think because, you know, you lock a... Your mind is constantly thinking. You're constantly ruminating about things. You're constantly being, uh, you know, anxious behaviors that are that are running through your mind. And the ability to turn off your thoughts is giving you some sort of relief. And if you can learn how to get into that mind state, you can pull that into your walking state, I guess, and not maybe not ruminate over so much during the day. So just have more like inner peace, less anxiety. Yeah, and be able yeah. to turn off something that might it might take you you might, you might be thinking about something for an hour. If you can if you can practice the way of turning off your obsessive thoughts, mm -hmm. then you might be able to stop it in five minutes instead of an hour. Yep. 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 Does that does that does that ring true for you, Sal? Yeah. Yeah. Do for me, what? for me, it's a lot about focus. My mind fucking races all over the place. So I notice the days I don't meditate, it's I'm scattered. I, get, I don't get as much done. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I got to jump on that. Oh, let me send that email. Fuck, did I text that person? Oh, that project. This, and it's like, the day's gone. I'm like, did I do anything? <laughs> well, let me ask you a question, Marcel. Yeah, man. Two months listening to you guys, like you guys are describing a UFO. <laughs> so, 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 Marcel, when yeah. you're working, yeah, do you feel that that's like a form of meditation? Because I know for me. When I'm there, like the day will go by, yeah, and I'll be like, "How the? F it, it's five o'clock already, and I haven't really like thought thought, Absolutely. but I've been totally focused." Yeah, when you get the when you just get lost Flow in low state. Yeah, man. Yeah, that, okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, All right. there's different forms. There's moving meditation. There's different, you know. All right, I'm all out. Stuff. I'm Are Marcel's biggest fan. I got to yeah. run. Cast <laughs> Later, brother. Good to right. see you, homie. Right. Yeah, man. Don't take the headphones with you, sir. We need to... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Watch out your... Uh, yeah. Hey, so, Sel, in the... Um, so, going back to your, your work. So, your artwork, a lot of it is outside and in the public space, right? Yeah, I do a lot of murals. Right. Um, and uh, those are fun. I love working big. Yeah. Getting your whole body into it and, you know throwing paint around that's always been fun for me from my graffiti days i always loved the moment i started hitting walls and it was so, such a physical 
form of the art. It was right. Really a lot of fun. How do, how does it impact the art? Now that you say that, I think about like okay, so some some people's artwork is they're painting and their tools are brushes, and I'm not gonna, I'm not saying one's better than the other or whatever, but. Your style of work, at least in the public space, involves more than just your arm and hand, but you are moving around, you're embodied. Does that impact the art in any way? Does that inform the art in any way? For me, the more I can move around it, it looks more free to me. Like, there's more life in it. At right. least for me, that's... that's um, I love painting with brush, too, but something about getting my body in it and, like, throwing my arm to, like, create a stroke... I feel like you can really feel it then. Right. Yeah, I agree. Man. Yeah, so Ramos, you were nodding while he was saying that. What, what can you say about the kinetic movements and how it relates to art? Well, it, it, does make, it, makes, it makes me feel free. Like I'm just able to just sling paint wherever yeah. I want on my painting. I step away. I do it from far away. Yeah. I yeah. Throw it at, I'm constantly like throwing it at the painting. You know, so, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I like that style. Right. And, and it helps you concentrate and just relax. Right. So, Cell, some of the stuff that you've worked on, it was over in, in Venice, Santa Monica. I saw, like... Yeah, I got a bunch over there. Yeah, yeah huge murals. all over. Yeah, I love those. Over. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, and yeah. so how excited... I mean, I know you're a humble guy and all that stuff, right? <laughs> but, I mean, how cool is it when you walk by and see your work really large and other people exposed to it and being part of the public space? Yeah, it, feel, it feels good. It feels nice to contribute to the communities that way. Like, when I'm working on them, a lot of people stop by and they're like, whoa, this, you know, the whole neighborhood feels totally different. Or, you know, they show their kids, like, this is how murals get painted. And it's just nice that interaction with them. But um, driving around, I mean, I grew up in, like, the west side. So driving around and seeing my work up feels good. Hell, you know, yeah. There's, there was a day I was having a tough day, and I got off the freeway, and I drive down the freeway, and there's one of my murals. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I turn the street. There's another one. There was another one further down, and then two more. And I was like, man, shit's all right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's wrong, yeah, you know? Yeah. Right. So, You're leaving your footprint around town. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, because you, you, the most people that get their art up, first of all, most people don't get their art up. That's number one. A lot yeah, of people, most people don't. Ever. Right, they think about it. Then to have yeah. it up and be actually accepted or part of the community or the space yeah. is something even totally different. Yeah, for the different. most part, it's restricted solely for, it seems like, corporate or or you know merchant-style you know yeah. lettering or yeah. whatever. Yeah. That's the only thing that's appropriate. So. I would say for an artist to break through that public sphere, to be able to have your stuff up there and stay up. Yeah, yeah. Right, that would be uh, some form of accomplishment. But for Absolutely. you, Absolutely, yeah. But for you, though, as an artist, is there another level that you want to grow to that you're thinking like, okay, I've done this, now I'm, the next challenge I want to face is this, or are you not doing that? Or what is your thought on the I'm all, de development? I'm always looking to expand. I'm always looking for other things to grow into. I mean, I'd love to... I want to paint murals around the world. Um, I did some in London in uh, uh, 2019. I'm going to go to Mexico in a couple of weeks. I'm going to see if I can line something up there in the city of Me uh, Mexico City. Um, but I'm always looking to expand and go further. I'd love to get into um, design sets for like bands do like their, as they go on tour. Maybe do set up what their stage would look like. Mm -hmm. 
I'm um, getting into NFTs and more digital stuff. Oh, right. we were just yeah. talking about yeah, that. Right. Um, I started playing around with 3D molding apps mm-hmm. where it's like sculpting in 3D and you could do 3D printing and yeah, all kinds of stuff, you know. So What's it like doing a mural in London? That was cool, man. I had it set up, went out there. <clears throat> it wasn't a huge one. It was probably, I don't know, 10 feet by four feet. It was a like a portrait of a woman. Uh-huh. Um, but it was cool. As I was painting it, people were kind of like, what's going on? But it was in a neighborhood where there's a bunch of murals. And the guy that curates all the walls down there, um, I linked up with him. Do you have to buy paint and have it sent there or... Do they have the proper paint for you, or is that a process? Just to like when you go overseas to go paint something, do you have to bring your own paint with you? No, they got it over there. A lot of the major painting companies are out of Europe, actually. Okay. There's Montana, Germany, Montana, oh, yeah, Spain, Montana, yeah. uh, Loop out of Italy. And uh, when I was in London, I just Googled, you know, graffiti art supplies. Mm-hmm. Went to this place called. Uh, called Imagine that. Yeah, the Graffiti Cafe. I think uh, I went over there and they had uh, all the paint I needed and they invited me to come out on Sunday. They had like a paint jam over at the Graffiti Hall. Paint jam. What happens at a paint jam? There's like DJs, there's people painting all over the walls. There's like this huge space, man. It was a bunch of like basketball courts and all the walls that surrounded it. Everybody was painting it from all around Europe. It was dope. Met some amazing artists. What do you, did you notice anything that you could see is different or distinctions between American graffiti artists and European graffiti artists? Uh, there was it seemed like a little more of uh, characters they were doing. Huh. There's still a lot of people doing lettering, um, but a lot of a lot more like portraits. Some dude was doing birds. Uh, Spire, I think that's his name. Um, sick. There was like photographic. Like I like birds, so. He yeah, was, he was killing it, man. I saw him starting. I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. And then by the time he was done, I was like, oh shit, dude, fucking crushed it. Yeah. And did you uh, run into Banksy? Did you see nah. Banksy and shove him to the ground and say, come on, man, who the <laughs> fuck are you? Finally, <laughs> not at all. Right. <laughs> right. And then, what is your favorite bird? Then, if you like birds, because I have a few of my own. I know yeah. it sounds weird, but. I have a few of my own favorite birds. So what birds to you are either artistic or spiritually? I like falcons and cranes. Cranes. Yeah. Something like mystical about the crane. And the falcons, like, you know, represents freedom of spirit, overcoming, and all kinds of stuff, you know. Steve, what's your favorite kind of bird? That's what you got tattooed on your fucking hand. So if everybody wants to know what's going on right now, Steve's just t- conversationally talking to us, and the microphone is in front of Ali, oh, yeah. and he's just saying nothing. So the guy that's talking... <laughs> I'm just waiting for my turn like, to hop in, because I had a question that I wanted to ask yeah. you. Yeah, man. All as, right, go. So as an aspiring artist, you know, like I grew up <laughs> looking up Basquiat on how he got to where he's at, and he started as, as like a street artist, and now he became like this huge sensation. So it's like... It's crazy when you like see an artist work on like an illegal platform, like they're like doing graffiti like illegally, yeah. and then now they're getting paid by all these like commercial people to, and like people don't really like see like the transition. Like people think they just go from like oh illegal graffiti to now they're in like all of these museums and stuff. Like I feel like I just I'm just curious on like how like that transition goes about it. It is. 
a bit of a jump because you know you start creating works on canvas or wood panels or whatever and then you present it to galleries or you know different art collectors and it slowly starts creeping in that way um but most people start there mm-hmm. and the street artist you know graffiti artist starts off hitting the streets and just doing their own inter- interpretation and expressions of whatever they want um and then take it into the galleries is cool i i, I enjoy it i really like working on canvas as well um in terms of what yeah the it's just a matter of taking your work and pr- start presenting you know with instagram it's great now because the more you put it out there and the more people see it and galleries start reaching out to you you can reach out to galleries um you can reach out to collectors brands um it just takes a hustle you know that's and, fact, uh, that's facts yeah and you just uh you just got to get up and do it, man. I feel like street art is like the best teacher because it teaches you how to work fast because you're under so much pressure yeah. like not to get caught. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I've had experience with doing graffiti and trying to finish a painting before you get busted. And like, it's cool like seeing like your mural, like it's there like permanently because like when you do graffiti, like your shit gets buffed. Yeah. And it's like, it's whack, but it's cool when you get paid to do a mural and it's like, People want it there. Like, yeah. it's like really cool to me. Yeah, it's hey, nice. This is true though, because people say I work fast. I, I don't think I work that fast. But they're like, "How'd you get so fast?" I'm like, "When you do it illegal, dude, yeah. you gotta fucking knock that shit out. <laughs> you can't waste yeah. time." <laughs> yeah. Ali, are, do you do graffiti? Yeah, I've been doing graffiti like since I was like in middle school. Like, I even started like this crew with my homies. Like, like I grew up skating, so like. Me and my homies like started like the skate and graffiti crew in Venice, and we called it Venice Outcast or VOK. Okay. And then eventually, like it got known, and like other local gangs found out about it, and then like they like checked in with us like to see if like we needed beef or anything. So, <laughs> so, do, we, do you need beef? Yeah. No, they're just pretty. Would much, you like, like some like, beef? They're yeah. just like don't cross our our shit, and like we'll be cool. And like what's your that. what's your what's your graffiti name, bro? What's your writer name? Well, in middle school, it was VOK, Venice Outcast, but now I just move my art more into clothing for my brand, Cosmic Demise. Do you get that a lot, Sel? Do you get a lot of young people coming up to you and say, like, hey, how do I make the transition? Yeah, people ask me a lot. I, I, I go and uh, talk at schools. Yeah. So, like, high school kids always ask, and uh, it's cool. I always love to give uh, whatever help I can, whatever guidance. But also, I mean... What about the reasons for getting started in the first place? I mean, do you feel like um, now there's kind of more of a beaten path towards illegal to then now I'm a commercially or I'm professionally employed versus when you started out? I don't know if there yeah. was a path. Yeah, it was, you know, when we were doing it, I'm part of the first generation of graffiti artists in L.A. And it was like nobody knew what the hell we were doing. I mean, you guys were defacing yeah. property. <laughs> but, but these big, bright, colorful names and lettering styles hadn't been seen other than New York right. up until that point, you know? And right. it, was, uh, it was cool, though, going out. There was gang graffiti and, like, you know, people writing up Sabbath or whatever. You mm-hmm. know? But uh, seeing these big names go up with these different styles and colors hadn't been seen before so it was, it was cool how yeah. has being an artist changed your life i mean how do you feel that it's really influenced your life um i feel like i've always been an artist and before 
I just always felt like I was. I've always drawn or played music. Those two I've always, and I've floated between the two. So any anything outside of that was weird to me. <laughs> right. Um, so, but how has that affected my life? I think it's kept me happy because I've known what I am. You know, I think a lot of people always are looking, what's their purpose? What do they do? What should they do? And somehow I was lucky enough to figure that out early. And Oops. it was just what I am. Did life get in the yeah. way of that? Because, like, obviously, like, art is, like, a creative job. Yeah. And, like, society will, like, push you into the more formal right. way of living. Right, yeah. And, like, especially, like, in the beginning, you know, like, because it's easy to, like, give up art and, like, do more like a standard nine to five job like absolutely that's like i give you respect for like keep going through the path that you knew it was right for you yeah yeah but you didn't sell be real you didn't know how it would work out you didn't have any guarantees right right and i kind of just just kind of went for it i mean i got kicked out of school for graffiti and that turned out to be a great thing because they started the schools I went to realized, oh, you're an artist. You need to go in this direction. Right. And they turned me on to, like, graphic design, stuff like that. So then I went to art school. I bailed art school. I got into uh, – I, I called out um, – at the time, the Yellow Pages. Went through the Yellow Pages <laughs> and uh, called design studios and just said, hey, I'm, a, I'm an art student looking to get into computer d- design. You need an apprentice or something? And this dude said, yeah, come on down. And that's how I got into it. How did you know to do that, or was that just your own idea? Just, I knew I had to, it wasn't going to happen by me just being at home. I needed to reach out to people and let them know what I wanted. Right. And what I could offer, and then. Ollie, are you yeah. hearing that? Yes, yeah, so yeah. Hey, wait, Ollie. Like hey, wait, chill. <laughs> Pull that microphone down by your face. But, but to answer your question, man, a lot of, definitely in school, they don't, they don't present art as a possible career. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. it's very lucrative. I mean, creative designers, d- creative directors for Disney or whoever, you know, make, you know, six figures and, and more. But so much goes into that. I mean, yeah, I mean part of build, it is the art. You got to build your way up there, the creative mind, you know. And um, the relationships. Yeah, yeah, that helps. Yeah, that's what I always thought about. It's about who you know and not really about, like, what you know, because I well, feel like you're it's, not, it's, not, it's a it's, it's not yeah. Go ahead, Sal. It's this, more who knows you. Yeah, uh, I see. Yeah, <laughs> it's who you know. But if they don't know you, you know, you got to really get yourself out there too. Right. Especially mm-hmm. nowadays, you got the opportunity to, to do it. You know. So mm-hmm. well, because part of it seems like you know, kind of what Ollie's talking about, which is, yeah, who knows you, yeah. right? How are you marketing? Self hustle. Yeah. Yeah. But then there's also execution. Yeah. If you can't execute, it doesn't matter how much they like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not going to hire you. At the end of the day, that's it, you know. Like, for artists, I think you don't need so much a degree. You know, if you can, they're like, what do you do? You can show it. They're like, yeah, that's what we need. Mm -hmm. They don't care if you got a degree or not. Right. As long as you're professional. Right. Show up on time, you handle yourself yourself professionally. Show up on time. Yeah. Handle yourself professionally. No drama. Execute. No drama. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right, Schwartz? You yeah. would agree with that, wouldn't you? You, Ali, you could totally do it, man. You could totally make a career for yourself as a creative, you know? Ali, yeah. do you find yourself at a crossroads right now where you're thinking about, like, do I take the nine to five or do I continue the art? Or, I mean, because a lot of the questions you're asking, the great sell, <laughs> don't, don't, don't be humble, the great sell, right? 
I've, we've had a million guests in front of Ali. Yeah. Never once has he actually. He's an introvert. He's scared to talk. This is the one time he's like, I gotta get in there. There's there's ton of nine to fives that are creative, you know. Well, right. The, the, right. Wendy's now. Wendy's is looking yeah. for a sign painter, bro. <laughs> well, and, and I think too, right? <laughs> we have you struggled with going back and forth in that world from? from uh, not from, since I jumped and just in, went completely. Went in completely in. Yeah, yeah. When I, I mean, I. I did graphic design for like 20 years, art direction, all that stuff. And then I just got burned out and wanted to go solely for my art and made the leap. And it was tough at first, um, but I never looked back. I mean, I do freelance graphic jobs here and there, um, but having that knowledge is good because like the CW reached out and they wanted me to do a campaign for one of their shows. And since I know all the computer stuff, it was like, yeah, no problem, man. So I just created my artwork to give it their look. They ended up not using it, but I still got paid. <laughs> how, how, does that, how does that work? Take us through the process of that. Yeah. So how does CW contact you? Um, the creative director actually collects my work and wanted to kind of give the new series of the show like an urban look to it and more of a street feel. Yeah. So they had a few artists they were looking at. And... He wanted he wanted to use me, right? And so he gave me the, all the key art and everything to put the thing together, and then that's how it went. And now, do they, they have like an introductory meeting where they give you the stuff and they give you like and they try to articulate to you what they're looking for? Just or? with him, I just had that with him. And then you take it back and you do your thing. Yeah. And then you bring it to them. Yeah. And then he presented it, and it looked like it was going to go. And right. Then last minute, I think the producer was like, "No, nah, I want to use this dude." Which always happens. That know? always happens. Yeah. Steve, how many times have we been in situations where we were at like, it looked like, the, like there was just one more decision point and then it was good to go green light. <laughs> yeah. And then for whatever reason, there was one more mess yeah, up. Really or, want me to tell you. We don't even want to start opening up that camera. <laughs> <laughs> we're not familiar with that shit. Huh? <laughs> right? That yeah. happens all the time. <laughs> That's the process. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's the process. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm yeah. dealing with. And you got to be able to like, you know. You shake it off. Yeah, yeah. Shake it off. Yeah, right. You, you can't, you can't get stuck. There's on that. so much of a, I don't even like to call them failures. You, you right. Just, you just, you just keep going. And when something goes wrong, he's going to the next one. Cause there's right. more of those than there are the wins, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. And that, I think that's interesting. Now, uh, Ramos, you have the great cell here, yeah. right? Uh, who has carved his path for a very long time. Do you have any questions yes, for sir. a muralist? Yes, sir. Question. I love well, watching. Yeah, you, <laughs> I, you know what? My favorite thing is just watching you get put on the spot and then try to <laughs> ask a question. <laughs> Every time. Every single time I've done this. But you always started being a muralist, right? Yeah. You're a graffiti artist and you paint it. But see, I, I would like to do some murals, but I've only painted with automotive paint on my, uh-huh. on my panels. Right. And I wonder if I can do the same thing with like regular paint. I'm sure paint Probably, is paint, yeah. right? Like, but. Like, uh, there's spray paint. I use it, uh, exterior house paint a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's nowadays, they'll mix color for you. So I'll, I'll grab the cans I want to use. I'll go over to the paint store and, and just fucking say, do hey, one, right? Yeah, here, uh, mix these colors for me. And then, yeah, there's different processes you can do. It looks like you're more, you just go for it. I, uh, a lot of times I map out what I'm going to do. I have the design yeah. on, a, on my iPad. I do it on the wall. I'll photograph the wall, drop it in my iPad, then do the design there. Oh, okay. So then I know what I'm going to do when I get there. It's not 
It's not just uh, make it up. Yeah. On your first one, when you took over to school, did you have an iPad? Uh, doing graffiti way back? Nah, man. That <laughs> shit didn't even exist. Yeah, so how yeah. did you figure out what you were going to do on the school? Uh, sketchbook, man. Pencil to paper. Right? Yeah. And you didn't like have a projector that could project nah. the thing on you? No, 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 no. Well, so, let me ask you, but then when, when it came time to go from the drawing yeah. over to the iPad, right? Yeah. Or the, how, how was that? Was that a... Did you just jump right on it? Oh, I'm going to learn it. Or did yeah, it be resistant? Did you work around it? Did it wait? I, I just went for it. I knew I've always been into technology and new things and, uh-huh. you know, because you could fight it, but it, it'll go. <laughs> right. It don't matter. Right, so, right, right. but the iPad I love now, I still love paper. It feels different. Right. But I've heard there's little uh, covers you can put on the, the face of your iPad that feels like the texture of a pencil rubbing on paper. Really? Um, but it's great, man. It, it's, it's, uh, really powerful tool wow. right yeah. you know what's weird is I, what about you steve I, I know maybe you don't draw on the computer but what about like reading do you prefer hard books do you prefer to read on the kindle do you read on your phone how do you do with that yeah i mean i i like uh i don't have a kindle but a lit up kindle is really the way to go it's like that's like lit up pages yeah you know i yeah. like uh, but uh i i read primarily on my laptop on my computer right yeah. I'm a fucking straight up cell phone reader. Yeah. Yeah, and I try. I got a Kindle because I was like, oh, just like you were saying, like, oh, the paper. Yeah. But the problem is, is like, if I'm going in to take a shit or I'm going to do whatever yeah. I'm going to do, it's right? Too fast. I don't. It's all there. I yeah. Why am I? I got to switch yeah. it out for the Kindle. It takes you know, too long. So I'm like, fuck it. And wherever I'm at, I always have the phone. Yeah. So if I got five minutes there, 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 so I read on the phone. Sean, preferences, technology. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, go ahead. Then I got a question about the yeah, book. Yeah, go ahead. What do you think I, I would like as far as reading a book? What do I think you would like as far as reading yeah. a book? You motherfucker. Yeah. Sports book. <laughs> uh, what do you mean? Like, uh, material? The betting book. If I was, gonna, if I was going to experience a book, how would I, how would I want to experience it? Audio. Yeah, audio book. Uh, yeah. Audio it. book. Audio. Hey, what do I know? Right? Audio blue eyes. What? Audio book. Look, we've go. been married for almost 20 years. <laughs> I know this motherfucker. All right, yeah, go I'm, ahead. The, I'm the same, though, man. The audio, question I'm, is... I'm how, all about the audio books. How do you... Art okay, of War. So, so, first off, when you're... When you're go ahead. Hit me. When you're, when you're reading one of these books... What do you fucking? How, you have fucking. You, how do you stop when you're reading online and you go back to it and you pick it up right where you left off? My Kindle is synced, so if I read on my phone and then I'm at my work and I want to like take a minute to read on the Kindle at work. But is there like a a little thing that marks your place? Yeah, and I and I highlight all the notes. So I highlight all the notes as I read it. I, dude, listen, it's taken me a minute to to get fit, a process. Not only to get a process, but to give up my attachment to real reading, if that sounds right. Oh, okay. really? Listen, bro. There was a period of time oh, where up, I guys. Listen, listen to everybody. There was a period of time where I was like, it's not real reading if I don't have a motherfucking book and I'm yeah. underlining it. I got to yeah. underline, right? But that takes too long, right? Right. Then it got to a point where it's like, I'm like, I don't. I'm in the car, right, for X amount of hours. So I can't read. So how am I going to deal with that? Audiobook, right? And that felt like cheating to me for a minute, right? Because I'm like, well, that's not really reading. That's easy. I can do that. I got over that. Now I synced it all up. Now I buy two books every time I do anything. Audio version, if it exists. Sometimes it doesn't. 
and that's why I have to re only read, and then the Kindle version, and I have the Whisper Sync linked up. Also, all my computers are linked up. I have four different computers. I've made it as easy and spent extra money for me to facilitate reading so that I can read four books at a time and be done with it and be prepared for the show and everything else that goes on. My wife used to give me a hard time, but she's like, you're spending a little extra money. And I would tell her, I'm like, this is what I do. This is how I live. And other people got cars, right? I don't give a shit about a motherfucker. That's me. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with cars, Ramos, so calm down. <laughs> but I am saying, like, for me, my car is, what do I know? And what can I articulate? And by putting together all those notes and doing all that, that's what helps me retain everything. That, all that activity that I do is an extra kinetic thing that's helping me remember what's going on. And if I was to tell you the truth, it sounds like I'm bragging. Maybe it is a little. But the other piece of what I do is I have on my drive a thing that I call the mainframe. <laughs> supposed to be fucking talking to the I'm not going to, all right, I'm going to stop right there. Mm. Okay, I'm just going to yeah. tell you, it's the uh. mainframe. I was going to go into another thing, but we're here mm. with a yeah, grand forget, master. You, you Fuck, forget, forget me. So, yeah. Did you forget so was here? When no, you I didn't. Okay. I actually didn't. Okay. I'm not uh, sure if you said it already, but when you make your murals, <laughs> do you have a projection of it, like a projector of the That's, the, uh, uh, that's one image? of the ways, yeah. I see, I see. Depending what, how big the wall is mm -hmm. or, you know, because <laughs> I, I freehand it. Yeah. I'll project it and I'll also do what's called the doodle grid. Doodle where, grid? Yeah. Uh, traditional ways they did murals was lay out a grid, like they would measure out squares. Right. So you would focus on one square and that's how you got all the perspective. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, the doodle grid is you literally go up and just scribble all over the wall. Yeah. Take a photograph of that, then take, let's say it's a portrait of somebody. On the iPad, you superimpose it and you drop it so it's transparent. So you see all those marks. Through the the image, and then that gives you a map of like, okay, this squiggle is where the eye is, where this like line is is where the hair is. So right. It, oh, when you same principle, like a like a. But grid. it's reverse. It's a kind it's, of reverse in the sense that the grid's kind of already down, and then you put the image over. Yeah, top you don't it. have to. It saves time because you don't have to measure out all the squares and everything. Right. You just go up, even if it's like a wall that's been vandalized. I could use all of the tags and everything that's on there already, and use that as markers to show me where everything goes in, the, in its right place. What's the hardest surface, building surface, to paint on? When it's, uh, like, corrugated or a lot of, like, deep textures. Yeah. That's tough because you're up close, you do the line, you step back, and the line's crooked. Right. <laughs> really? So, yeah, because if it's two parts of it stick out here and one's in, when you're up close, oh, the line's course, straight, you course, start walking right, right. back, and the line starts going you know, further and further. Got it. So okay. when you're up close, you got to do the line that's crooked and you step back and it lines up. Damn. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Yeah, dog. Uh, and how about like some of these textures that are like sealed? I thought you said you were going to say you do a line and you step back and the line's gone because it like absorbed it. <laughs> yeah, like in a brick. It. Well, that, right. that happens with um, uh, what's it? cinder blocks. Right. If it's not primed, you got you to primer it because, yeah, it just sucks up the color. Really? Man. So. Ollie, you got another question, brother? 
You look, yeah, you look man. Calm. I come got, on, come on. So many questions. Yeah. Like, First of all, what, I mean, what I'm thinking about is like the Renaissance paintings, how they have those paintings on the ceiling. <laughs> like, have you ever painted on the ceiling before? Yeah. I never done on the ceiling, but a lot of the old Renaissance paintings were done with something called camera obscura, yeah. which is like a projection. They back, actually, back in the day? Yeah, they did yeah. it with like a little pinhole in a yep. box and and light and it would reflect the image on the a lot of people say that's how the mona lisa was done Wait, right this is before cameras yeah, yeah, yeah bro you, you can do it you can do it you, look at, look at, you yeah. can do it in science yeah. if you go into that room right and we put a pinhole through the the hole that comes through only a pinhole and you light a light in there and turn the light off in here It'll project whatever's in that room onto this yeah. wall. Right. You didn't know that? There's yeah. a God. really connected hey, in San, with science. In Santa Monica yeah. on PCH uh, <laughs> by the promenade yeah. is a, like a museum of that that shows that. You're right. I live over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Look yeah. it up, cool. dude. Look it up. Yeah. Because hey. oh. I was thinking like maybe like they like they're hung up on the ceiling and they're like painting it like upside down or something. Like that they do with scaffolding. Thing. I don't know if they projected that, but they had right. scaffolding and they laid on their back and Damn. Yeah. Right. I, I, Michelangelo was supposed to have damaged his yeah. eyes from painting and the Sistine. Yeah. yeah. He had but a bunch all, of assistants, too. I mm -hmm. was just going to say that. The other thing that people don't realize from the Renaissance masters and blah, blah, blah yeah. was that they had a team yeah, had, that was doing yeah. a bunch of shit for them. It's like nowadays, a lot of guys got, you know, whole, whole crew. It's their work, but they got like, you know, six, ten assistants with him. Right. Shepard Ferry. Right. You know, when he goes and paints a mural, he's got a whole team of guys with him. Right. Yeah. Right. So, all right. So you see that? Wow, that's amazing. Ali, what else you got? What, this is a young man. How old are you, Ali? 22. Dude, this yeah. brother never heard Dire Straits uh, <laughs> nice. before. Man, am, yeah. I, am I missing out on that? What's, what's that? Yeah, dude, uh, that was old, that old fucking... Classic rock band. Right, man. Money for nothing. He had never heard money for nothing. All right, ask... This is the master. Yeah. Ask him yeah. something. Well... <laughs> Shit, now I'm on the spot again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I can definitely, like, see, like, coming from an artist, like, when you're painting on a mural, how there's, like, kind of, like, defects on the wall. Because it's, it's not a flat canvas. Yeah. Like, there will be, like, an electric box in right. the way yeah. or, like, yeah. something that's, like, not making the wall flat. And you kind of get to, like, have the freedom to, like, use that, like, in a way where you can like manipulate it and like still make it look like what you're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. That happens all the time. You know, yeah. um, I usually go and I'll take a picture of the wall. If it's far, I'll Google earth it so I can see it and you can see all the boxes, trees or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then with my design, I kind of design around it. So it doesn't, it, it happened once where I, I didn't take in consideration all the, the alarms and things that are on the wall. Yeah. And I got there and like, a smoke alarm was right over the eye. Like, so I had to move the whole thing. And yeah, so now it just, you know, I, I look at all that stuff and either use it in the design or if, if I'm just having fun freehand and then I can do whatever, you know, if it's a, you know, just something I'm playing around with. Yeah, my favorite murals are the one that are like interactive. Like one of my favorite murals growing up was this one by my house that's on a building and the window has Spider-Man crawling out of it. So, yeah. like, from far away, it looks like it's real. Yeah. But, like, when you look up close, it's like a painting. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't remember. 
Oh wait, yeah, that's the one like right, in like right. Mar Vista, Venice it's, area. Yeah, yeah so, that's the one. So, so, um, have you ever been working on a building and set off the burglar alarm? <laughs> no. Have you ever been working on a building where you're commissioned and the cops came by and say, "Hey, what the fuck are you doing?" Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that happens yeah. probably regularly. Right. And that's cool that one chance like, you get to be, to be like, here. That's what one time you're able to be like, "Would you ask me?" <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, what? Yeah. Look at them all crazy. <laughs> what? Would you fucking Walk say to me? Yeah. In your hand. Yeah, you bet damn right yeah. I'm spraying that fucking wall. Right. Right so, on. Man, that is fine. More than you're making on your little route here, paper boy. <laughs> How come they don't allow more work to be done on planes? I would feel like a plane. Airplanes? Yeah, it would be a perfect. That'd be dope, yeah. Perfect medium for a rider, I would think. Yeah, there's a uh, few artist friends of mine hit like uh they were like abandoned planes. Right. But I haven't, yeah, that'd be sick to do like the side of an airplane. Right. Like I, I, think? I, I think airplanes look so boring. Yeah. And there's so much space. There's no reason why not to do it. There'd be great yeah, articles yeah. that would come out on it. And so uh, how do artists hang out? Like guys like you, when, yeah. you're, not, when you're not doing your work and you're yeah. hanging with your friends, are like all, all your friends, writer friends, and do you guys hang out together? Or what do you do? <laughs> I got... Nah, my friends are everything. Musicians, entrepreneurs. Um, you guys go bowling? You guys nah, bowling? bowling. Hiking. Cornhole? Hiking. Hiking. Where do you like to hike? Up at like uh, Fryman Canyon, up by Mulholland, Lower Canyon. Yeah. Over yeah. there. I take my dog up there. And what kind of hike. dog you got? Uh, Pitbull. What's your dog's name? Lola. Lola. Yeah. How old is Lola? Four. Four. Yeah. She's a sweetie, man. Beautiful. Yeah, you got a picture? Oh, yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, lucky met her. Yeah. Uh, Sean's got a dog. Mesa? How old is Mesa? 13. Yeah, she's getting on in years. She's getting on in years. Um, so what was the... Oh, that she's beautiful. Where is that, at Dog Beach? Yeah, it was up north. Yeah, there's nothing better than taking a dog to the beach. Yeah, man. Right? Did yeah. she go in the water? No, nah, she's scared of the water. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what what's projects are coming up for you? Uh, what are you going to be working on soon? I got, um, I'm doing some collaborations with a photographer, mm -hmm. John Troxell. Um, what kind of work does he do? He photographs rock musicians, um, some uh, cannabis shops. Okay. Uh, a lot of chefs. Mm -hmm. So I got some stuff that I'm doing with him, uh, with some bands, and uh, he shot... Uh, NHC, who's uh, Dave Navarro's new band. Okay. So we're doing some stuff with that. How does a collaboration with you, like if you're doing something with a photographer, like how does that work? He, uh, I take one of his photographs, I'll drop it in my iPad, and then I just kind of manipulate it and, and play with it and give it a whole new look. That's interesting. So he's asking for your design on, on his photographs or your, your take on it. Yeah, like my take of it. Here, let me f see here. I love that. That's you know what I think I you were putting that up on your Instagram, yeah, we right? Yeah, throw that up. I love those. Yeah. So what's the? I mean, what so he, he had like uh, he had a black and white, a black and white image, and handed handed it off to hold me. Hold it up. Hold it up so we can see. And yeah. so, and what are you guys gonna do with them? I don't know. Uh, we're gonna yes. We're talking about doing prints or yeah. NFTs of them. What are they right now? What's that on? That's just on my computer. Okay. Right. That's his take on the photo. Okay. Yeah. Right. right. I love that. And is it hard to collaborate 
I mean, you do collaborate. I think about collaboration. See, collaboration seems like a thing that everybody yeah. does now. So that's like the yeah, but they don't photo? do true collaborations, Shuman. What does that mean? People just stamp shit with two <laughs> brand names on it. And that's when I say dope. it's a collaboration. That's dope. So but that's that's the photograph. You know what? When two, and then I took two that separate creative teams it. and creative people come together, yeah, and co-create something, spend some time together, understand each other's aim, then you start to collaborate work and that right. doesn't have a time real standard on it usually a good collaboration you're trying to produce something cool together right yeah. and that dictates the timing that's associated with everything not hey bro, let's do this fucking this thing let's get this thing by the time black friday so we can get the sales cyber monday we're just gonna fucking you know yeah. i'll run it all on right. my the deck and you run on your platform and let's sell and we'll throw your logo right here we're gonna throw my logo and we collabed on it, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and that's it. And then some beanies and hats and a jacket. There's a lot of that out there, bro. A lot of that. And that's not. And I think collaborations stand on their own. You know, look at some collaborations. Look at the hundreds. This is a perfect example of like a, a, a real collaboration. You know, I think what's sometimes not a collaboration is something that's like a, a supreme or something just thrown together with these companies. Like, there's no back end story. There's no, you guys didn't develop anything. You guys didn't go anywhere. You didn't explore anything. Yeah. What the no, fuck are you doing with no, no risk face? taken? Right, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, fucking two fucking little nerds got together with some graphics and got together. We're going to do this and exclusive and the fuck out of here with that <laughs> bullshit, man. Like, Tell us how you really feel, man. Real collaborations is like, you know, I, I don't think, I think like the organic and the, not all of them are organic. People come together and they want to work. But I think that, uh, is there, you, you know, I, I feel like there's not a lot of that going on. There's a gotcha. lot of people yeah. slapping shit together. So is there for an artist, though, right, <clears throat> who is asked to do a collaboration and obviously with the photographer, we're setting that aside. We're just talking generally. I'm kind of curious about collaborations because the word kind of connotes kind of an equality, an equal, right, give and take. But I got to imagine that the reality in various collaborations might be different depending on the two artists that are involved. Well, I guess it depends. A lot of the ones I've done, predominantly are photographers, where I take their image and it's like reimagine it. So I'll add color to it still their image so i think if i didn't have that image that that piece wouldn't exist you know i kind of do something else but it's it feels cool for me i like working with photographers taking it and like reimagining it or taking it further right i always think about it because i'm wondering like is there ever a time when an, one artist um, reveres or respects the other artist to an extent that they're afraid to take certain risks oh you know what I mean? That it yeah. over, maybe overshadows the creative process. Gotcha. Is that something that you could see is, is possible? Or you probably never experienced that, but... Yeah, I haven't. I guess so. I mean, I think it's up to the individual, but I think... Uh, I always think collaborations could be real difficult. Like, I think about... No one's asking me to collaborate on anything, <laughs> yeah. but I always think about... Oh, they will be. Do you guys collaborate? I, yeah, no, we, we do. do. Yeah. They asked us to collaborate with the yeah. fucking Lock the Box. Well, that's true. Well, this show's a collaboration. Well, absolutely. I mean, the shoe is a ma major collaboration yeah, for sure. Yeah, we got asked to collaborate to go cover the veterans with uh, Frank's father. We've been asked to go and. You know what, dude? I do feel pressure on that. Do you know that? You know what? what? So you're goddamn right. God Motherfucker, damn right, it takes a real artist to come in here and set shit straight. They're building a new building over there, right? Yeah. They, they're building a new like building. They put brought a mural on it, man. Yeah. yeah. 
We need a hard luck what? mural. No, I, well, <laughs> hard luck. Look at our hard luck. Hard luck. That is a hard luck story. You know yeah. what? Actually, I like Sel's idea. I wonder if we should talk to Frank Senior. And see how we can and get see how we can get that up there for the veterans. Yes, yeah. man. Don't a real our, one. Never forget our veterans. Some yeah. shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Hey, community we'll and hands sick, and families. Yeah. Dude, I would yeah, just love would to see like even that. like um, whatever the icon- iconic like let's say there's a four panel iconic um, images of our soldiers over the years. Obviously, yeah. you got the yeah. Iwo Jima, right? You've got some other whatever, the and then Iwo your Jima. take on that. Yeah, just like you're doing with these photographs, and then we'll throw like a Nike or a North Face on it, and make <laughs> money with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Beats by Dre. Right, right. No, but um, but you're right. Yeah, we could do something cool, man. Just inspiring yeah. memorial. I would yeah. love that. Yeah, that'd be sick. Dude. That would be dope. I'd love to be a part of that in any kind of way to facilitate that. So, Whoa. so who we Schwartz, out? are you we making a note, Frank Waters? Frank Waters Senior, right? Okay, we will talk. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do, let's do that. I think that would be great. Yeah, the, I've wanted to do something with the with the vets. It'd be, I got mad oh, respect. We need to try and make. I that hate happen, war. Jumon. Right. Yeah. Don't believe in war, man. Right. Mad respect for warriors. It's yeah. just so crazy to me that, like, you could strike anywhere in this country, and even the most pacifist people, right? Yeah. Like, you don't agree with war. I don't really agree with war either. Yeah. Every single one of us would be like, but the guys that were put out there to do the work, yeah, we got to take care of them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. And but, absolutely. But the political will somehow oh, it never follows through. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible, absolutely terrible. Yeah, right. They, they, it, you don't come back from war the same person, you know. Not at all. Shakes your mind, <sighs> your body. Let me ask you, know? you, who is the people that you said? What's the name of the group that has all the walls and they do all that stuff with the walls all over? Beautify Earth? Beautify Earth. Yeah. And I tell you, man, for a time, I wanted to work. I wanted to somehow get involved with that company, man. I think what they're doing is just fantastic. Are you familiar with Beautify Earth? I am. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the ones I did in Santa Monica was with them. I just think their, their whole mission and what they're doing. And are you still working with them? Uh, yeah. I want to get in contact with them. I want to talk about possibly doing some work through them or sure. maybe looking at some uh, wall space with those guys. Yeah. Well, I think it's super important because <clears throat> I do think the aesthetics of where anybody is living or where you go out like to greet the day or the room in which you're in has an incredible effect. Yeah. On your mental yeah. and or yeah. emotional Absolutely. experience. Yeah. Yeah. Where you surround yourself with and what yeah. you see. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I almost it's feel proven. like. It's proven. That's why they paint mental hospitals and institutions and like yeah. a certain color because psychologically it sets a certain tone inside. Yeah. So that's proven that. That's proven science that people. Okay. No, I agree. So it seems odd to me then that we would leave the outside aesthetics. Up, up and ugly. Well, or just up to like, you know, profit driven capitalists right. that aren't really interested in that. They're interested yeah. in creating a hunger or a craving in somebody. Like yeah. maybe the same city center that would that a riot happened. Yeah. A riot might not happen in that same one if Cell Dog came in and painted everything with you know yeah. cranes and yeah. fucking peas. Right. Or I paint something and I create a riot. Right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I, oh, well, you want to create a, a peaceful riot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. 
But the, but I am thinking like, why are we allowing individual owners to yeah, just at, like a patchwork of bullshit outside yeah. in the street? Like Architect th- our fucking cities and homes. I think we would have to, especially given the fact that cars. No offense, Ramos. <laughs> cars are gonna be, you know, at least Extinct. the car world. Yeah, they're gonna change in some oh, way. Definitely. What do you see as the future of cars? You're in the fucking industry. Vegetable like, motherfuckers everywhere. Yeah, man. like what's it gonna be? Like Veggie Tesla, cars, the vegan fucking vegan cars. I, yeah, I think they're gonna figure out be uh, self-driving at some point. But yeah, I, and they're not. They're eventually not gonna look like cars anymore. Right. What are they gonna look like? Giant hey, uteruses? Or you plug like in the cubes or yeah, <laughs> some boring ass. That's the, hey, do you think? Hey, do you think that <laughs> the navigation system that's set up? Do you think it's ultimately been set up so that eventually you just plug in the thing in your phone? And yeah. You sit out in your car and it takes you there. Yeah. I don't I think, think it's a hundred percent yet, but it will, think yeah, I think it'll going? be there eventually. That's where it's going. Yeah. Dude, I was reading and this. I think it'll reduce traffic if they get a whole system, but it won't have to be grid, state. Man. Yeah. You know, computers moving just like packaging yeah. the cars. But you no know, right. longer you no know, longer get into the car at your own accord and go where you want. Everything's gonna be, oh, liquor store. Sit in and it takes you there. It'll take you there. It's on like somebody else's, you're on somebody else's bandwidth. You get what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. yeah. Somebody else is deciding exactly how your car is going to get there and when. Right? right. Well, well, I was reading this futurist um, article and he was talking about the nature of cars and urban space, and he was saying that like. Uh, ownership of cars will not really be a thing anymore. You won't really own the car, right? He said once you take personal ownership out of the car, 10% of the real estate in America will be freed up. He's like, people don't realize lots. Yeah. 10% of the real estate. just transportation. Right. It'll just become that. So think about dealerships, uh, parking garages, fucking yeah. gasoline. St- all he said, all the shit that's devoted to this car thing, and he wasn't against it, but he's just saying, once an individual ownership of cars is no longer a thing, all that stuff's gonna disappear, and you're gonna have ten percent of the real estate freed up for what some other purpose. And well, you know what's interesting is like, but you think of cars, and cars are so much a part of this this coastline's identification with people. Right. How they identify themselves, right? right? What you right. roll up to. The whole approaching somewhere, showing up somewhere in this car. Now, we already know that in a lot of parts of Europe, in, in metropolitan cities like, like Tokyo or even New York City, well, they haven't been concerned with cars for a long time. You could be... Keith Haring and you roll up on it in a subway, right? Like right. He, he wasn't, but out here and in other parts of the world too, that's so much of like the culture. Like when you talk about removing cars, yeah, the transportation and this, and, but you're also talking about what do you do with the culture? And how about all these people that have lowriders? Are you gonna tell me they can't drive them on the street anymore? Their makeup yeah, that'll still be around, I think. It just yeah. will be like a classic thing, like vinyl. Right. You know, nobody will really have a car, but you have one. Some people December. Wait a minute. Let me mark this. Dece- December 4, 2021. Cell Dog made a, a, a prediction. <laughs> he said that there will still be low riders. It'll be like vinyl. All right, go ahead, please. I think the only cars that are going to survive are going to be like uh, collectible, restorable cars. Um, so buy those, you guys. One of buy a kind cars. Yeah, definitely. 
eventually cars car companies are going to fade away if we there's no more car ownership well someone's going to make the cars right right the style is going to die I think car sales are down amongst younger they people are. right now. Yeah. They're down they don't make general. enough. They're down because younger people don't have jobs to make enough money to buy a motherfucking yeah, car. They don't yeah. want a car. They don't want to drive, now, yeah. I want to know. Does anybody I don't want to drive. I love cars, but I don't want to drive. For us, does anybody know like where I can get a Jeep car? Big, exciting thing to get Freedom. It was freedom. Yeah. But now it's like there's Uber and all that stuff, so it's like they don't uh, really Yeah, it. dude. Right. Wait, I talk to kids that are like 16, 17 years old. <laughs> yeah, they don't care if they have a car. 18, 19? They're not on this whole like my driver's license. Fifteen and a half. The day of, I'm sure fifteen and a half. Right. That's how it was when we were growing up. Learner's permit. Learner's and the day and the day that you went for your test. The day you were you were already saving your money. Like it was all going down. That's true. Because that was freedom. That was really your first. I can explore the world. Ali just fell asleep. He doesn't even know what that is. Oh, (laughs) Ali was like, (laughs) I got a skateboard and a bike. Uh, Yeah. He said, I don't need a car. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking, well, what the guy was, well, obviously in these classic cars, the vinyl ones or whatever, right? Yeah. You could probably, they will drop in the navigation system into those. The yeah. bodies will yeah. be what they are. You probably will yeah. have some engines. There might be some, eventually there'll be a cutoff on probably fossil burning engines. Although by then somebody will have figured out adapters for probably the Chevys, I would like, think, and stuff like that. But they would still be required to be on the quote-unquote grid or automated because it would be a safety issue. Imagine... Yeah, I'm going to make you pay for it. If you want to convert it yes. to bring it out to the road, yes. you can pay the 20000 Imagine 60 years from now when your like, grandkids are talking... business right there. Oh, bro, your grandkids are talking to you and you try to explain to them what, what it was like for us. Yeah, the car and and drive it down the street. Yeah, oh, they would think you were fucking nuts. I used to just go start it up. <laughs> And I would I get this... I put gas in this thing because that gas station's the car. You imagine? Be like, what? Really, Grandpa Cell? How did that gas not spray all over the place? Wait a minute, Grandpa Cell. I tell me about. Listen, tell me about the oil. Tell me about the freeway again. Yeah. Well, there was five lanes all going in one direction. We would be driving <laughs> 85 miles per hour. Yeah. Did you have any guidance or anything? Nope. Just, just drove with you my just knee. Drove. I drove with my Were you in lanes? A, yeah, lanes. How far away were you the next guy? Uh, it was just like a couple of feet. Some people carry guns. We shoot each other. Yeah. Like, like, They'll be like, oh, They'll blow God. their fucking mind, bro. It's the most dangerous I'll thing you it. ever heard. So, what's coming up? Anything? Um, got those n- NFTs. Yeah. Working on that. Looking to get a show maybe at the beginning of the year. I'll let you guys know. Maybe Please. we'll come back. Yeah. And we'll yeah. promote it. Yeah, and we'll sure. promote it. Always. We'll show yes. up. We'll, do, we'll, we'll bogart the interest. Yeah, we'll come over and do a fucking yeah. show right there. Scare there. all good customers away. <laughs> Hi, Shimosei. We'll bring all the Japanese people with our there Japanese friends with us. It's <laughs> right. like to spend on art. Um, all right, you got. Listen, Marcel, it was wonderful. Hey, man, you. thanks for having me again. I'm man. glad you hey, came. Hey, I'm glad. You got to Casper. And it was good. And Casper and me are talking about doing a little midweek midday a little lunch oh nice so maybe we'll get together and do something right? sounds good man great to have you here julio yep what's up doggy where can people find you thank you for letting us be at your gorgeous studio today your gallery brother yeah it's my pleasure man i'm uh 
Wait, what did you ask me? <laughs> uh, He's uh, high want, as fuck. Do you right want to give me? Do you want to let people know where they can find you? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Cool Jills at uh, Instagram and uh, check out Mo Holland Motorsports if you want to get your car restored. Yeah, right. I'm taking some reservations right now. So. He does amazing reservations. His artwork in there is as beautiful as artwork here out here. Of course, nice. of course. Anybody says different, what I, I do, fucking man. punch him in the face. <laughs> of course. And then that's it. All right. Hey, oh, thank you. Thank Cell you. Dog, where can people oh, yeah, go project. to uh, contact you if they want you to do art or buy Commission art? you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, find me at my website, punkrockzen.com, yeah. or Instagram at Cell Dog. That's S E L underscore D O G. Awesome. Jumon, yeah, what you got? I got a Vonda Bone LLP. We wear braids to court. Uh, let the tomahawks fly. Best legal representation that money can buy. Although I've only got one or two more reservations left. I can't take any more clients. We're fucking top lining. I got to say, I love my daughter, Tigra. I love my wife, Sarah. And my mother-in-law, I kiss the ground you walk on. You are the greatest. Thank you very much. Sean at Movemental.media. That's Sean, S-E-A-N, at Movemental.media. Don't forget to go to hardluckshow.com and check out that, uh, what is it, L.A. Crime mixtape? L.A. Crime mixtape. And keep your eye out for the Proto Episodes mixtape coming soon. And Art of War. When is, when is that going to be? Art of War. We Art of War. We need one more uh, roundup, and then we're good to go with, with Art of War. HLS, Hard Luck Show audiobook, Art of War done. Keynotes. Done by Big Mr. Steve. Luciano. Yep. L- uh, and and uh, the Chumahan Bone. And uh, Blue Eyes. That's right. Right? Um, learn how to defeat your enemies every time. Listen, you stand by the river long enough, you see the body of your enemy float by. These are the architectural papers for living. Yeah. And like we do about this time. Oh, oh wait. Oh, Ali, oh, come wait. on. Ali. Get in there. I- Young Ali. And listen, Ali. Pay the proper respects to the Grand Master Sal. Remember that. Yeah, most definitely. It was a pleasure meeting you. You're like Good a, to meet you, my man. You're like a, he's like a super fan. Go ahead. What do you got? Well, yeah, you can find me on Instagram <laughs> at Cosmic Demise and my website, CosmicDemise.com. I just released a new collection with pants, hoodies, beanies, hats, all that good stuff. All right. Yeah. What? Yeah. Good job, Ollie. Excellent job, Alan. Uh, www.supermaxhardware.com. Check us out. CookiesSF.com. Shout out to Burner, the Cookies family. Vibes, Rolling Papers. And. Uh, oh, wait a second. I want to say. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Congratulations to the Hard Luck Show. Over 300. Oh. Over 350,000 downloads. Damn, I'm going to change that. Over 350,000 <laughs> downloads. Congratulations. And, dude, all. when I was putting up the 23,000 sh- streaming minutes, it's because, like, I've 10 different people have hit me up, and Spotify tracks what you listen to. It tracked for them. This guy was listening to 23,000 minutes of Hard Luck Show. I did the calculations with old blue eyes. That means that guy listened to 14 days straight of nothing but show. That's wow. how many minutes that is. Get, let's, can we send this guy a shirt at least? Yeah, we're going to okay. send you a shirt. Hey, All right. hit name? me up. I don't know. Okay. Hit hey, me up. I don't looking. got time. We'll get you. Hit us up, bro. We got you. Adios amigos from the Hard Luck Show. <laughs> <laughs>